This episode is brought to you by Rick's Eyewear. Eyewear that inspires confidence. If you would like to buy some premium eyewear, sunglasses, blue light frames, prescription, head online now, rickseyewear.com.au and check it out. Caps has been Australia's home of headwear since 2012. From snapback to fitted, curved peak to flat peak, our hats will fit anyone and everyone. Since then, we've grown and evolved into the leaders of US sports apparel in Australia. Head online at caps.com.au and check it out. Righto, let's get into the show. Well, today we're joined by sports management royalty. The tram meets the train. It's been a while since I've seen the great man here. If anyone listening doesn't know who they're looking at right now, Paul Connors from Connors Sports Management joins us today. Paulie, welcome to the Tommy Talks podcast. Well, thanks for having us. I'm a bit flat off the top that it's taking you so long to get me on. Uh, but, you know, we'll, we'll cope that I'm 158th guest, but, you know, bring it on. I made sure, you know this, I made sure that before I do any agents, whether they're American, Australian, yeah. you're the man, you did manage me, and you are the best in the business. Did you so, not back Rich Paul to, you know, have me on before? He's and- on next. He's on next. <laughs> but um, I am very grateful for your time. I will touch on... Um, Connor Sports Management, just for everyone that doesn't know who you are, which would be quite surprising, but they might be into other sports. Um, Connor Sports Management, established in 1999. Um, Connor Sports Management continues to strive for excellence in the field of AFL player management. Services include contract negotiation, which, mind you, is your bread and butter, <laughs> tax and financial planning, banking and property, the share market, marketing and promotions, and education. So you do it all. Speaking of market, yeah. what is the what is the like market size that you reckon you um, the market share? Sorry, that Connors would have right now with players. Well, we've got about a hundred players. So I'm, you know, I wasn't. I am an accountant, so I should be able to work that out. How many AFL players are there running around these days? But you know, a good number, hundreds, good and. You know, we're really happy with where we're at. You call it sure. boutique. Boutique, yeah. <laughs> that's a bit bigger than boutique. I mean, it is. There's a players of boutique. Yeah, very, yeah. Uh, very good. Uh, we like to call it boutique, family owned, and uh, you know, we're really happy with that word boutique. Yeah, we'll I know. I that. Noticed that one. We're just refreshing the website, and uh, we'll keep running with that boutique word. The website is good. I must, uh, yeah. must say, it's very handy, mate. Let's start with the nickname. Tommy Lynch asked uh, a few people asked, but the great man wrote in last night on the questions, and thanks for sharing. He said, "Why is your nickname the Tram?" Well, I've got about thirty-eight nicknames, but that's <laughs> one that stuck recently. Uh, the Tram meets the Train, which is very, yeah, very good, good. That might be the good analogy. name of this podcast. Um, it was an AFL nines. Um, analogy that uh, that we had the boat he's all oh, the boat's very big too in AFL nines the boat Ricky lines the steamboat he runs pretty slowly straight I'm I certainly not agile and I just run straight so I'm the tram we do have a train yeah the forward line's got the train the boat and the tram <laughs> there you go yeah, so that's sort of where it's grown and a little bit of social uh, a little bit of Instagram and it's just run from there so no turning circle or turning circle of a tram is that yeah. is that so just straight line yeah just just on the footy, you, yeah. you, you, you've kicked, I've heard that you've kicked a few bags down at Xavier back in the day. So the tram used to come out hot out of the square, didn't he? <laughs> I was in the twos, mind you. Oh, okay. So the twos, we're all four let's, let's, not, let's not let good story get in the way of the, you know, the, the facts. But now I played twos at Xavier. Um, thought I was stiff. I kicked. I did kick a bag a few weeks in a row. And big Friday game coming up against Halaby and Friday games were special. You got oh, out yeah. of school. And uh, big Domberry, you wouldn't know him, but he got the call up as a year 10. He went on to 
play for Hawthorne and others, but I was a bit bit disillusioned down in the twos, so uh, I didn't make I didn't play a senior game. How many did you kick? Oh, that was just school. But then when I actually made the old Zavs first. Um, a role, but you know, role players become a big thing these days. I reckon there's, oh, I reckon there's ninety five percent role players and five percent guns. And I was a good, honest role player in the forward pocket. Um, yeah, I didn't kick too many. Oh, you do, well, you're, de- you're talking yourself down. You are a very <laughs> humble man. I heard Paul used to kick bags on bags every week down there, mate. What have you been up to before we get into everything about yeah. um, you and your life? And, and and a lot of people listening will really draw upon this for some advice. But what have you been up to, mate? You just got back from the Gold Coast. I noticed you played a bit of golf up there. How'd yep. you hit them? Well, I've been the Gold Coast the last. Uh, I went for a golf trip six weeks ago. It got cancelled. There was that much rain. Went back again to Burley. Beautiful Burley, but it rained again for the. Oh. It was for the under-16 national champs, and then the last four days just bang. It was only 18 degrees, 17 degrees, but the sun was out, and I was out, and I was just yeah. I was just gammering up. And I can know. You would have had the rig out for sure, getting <laughs> had, a little bronze. Had the refoil out, factor six. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, yeah, no, that's what I've been doing. Under-16s carnival, were there any uh, little trains running around no on half-back, There was mate. no Tommy Sheridan's. <laughs> I did say there was no Ben or Max King, but there was a few little nuggets, a few little nuggets. It yeah. is interesting, because when you're watching... Um, the 16s, they are yep. so raw. What are you looking for? Are you looking for little spurts? Or yep, what? that's it. There's there's about 10 on the bench and they're rotating squads. So just moments, just moments. They so might. a hanger would be like, whoa. Whoa, Like, yep. like Will Hoskin-Alec, for example, I remember he was one of those players. Yep. He would just do some incredible stuff. Wouldn't say he had 30 every game, no. but he just did freakish stuff. and Still what he does, isn't it? Yeah, he it? does what he, he does now. Down, he'll, kick, he'll, kick, he'll win a Norm Smith as opposed to a best and fairest. Yeah. Great win. And you can see why he's touted so highly. Yeah. You, know? you can see what he does in the and then they've got to back it up. Can they run? Are they athletic? Are they, you know? Yeah. And the smalls are coming back into vogue. So, you know, the height's not as worrying as much as it was in the past. Oh, so they're saying they don't need the talls yeah, as much now. Like Caleb Daniel's probably just gone whack. He's um he's brought it all for everyone. There's a kid, Nicky Watson, who's running around for Eastern Rangers and Caulfield Grammar and he's um he goes well too as a yeah. as a as a mid sized forward. Yeah, nah, it's good to know. There you go, the little smalls coming in. If you're a little midget out there, it's because uh, they used to say <laughs> too small back in my day. Now it doesn't really matter, which is great. Um, you wear a gun, by the way. I oh, used to go, right? Did anyone know that? Like now, you know. I don't think everyone knows. I used to get a kick. Yeah. I haven't had a kick since I was 16, I reckon, <laughs> mate. Very good. Very good. <laughs> I do appreciate that, mate. It's been a while since I got a polish. Um, now let's go. I want to go right back to the start. Yep. You are the best in the business. I know you're not going to, you know, you're very humble, so yeah. you won't talk on that, but I'm saying that. Everyone else has said that. So if you're the best in the business, I want to know where where it all started. So let's just go right back to you right growing back. up. Where did you yeah. grow up as a kid? Wow. Let's go back. Yeah, let's everyone go just, right. No one's gone back go, that far. No, they always just yeah, go yeah, back. they so. go to Ricky Nixon. Yeah, there. That's well, halfway, mate. Yeah. <laughs> so where did you so grow up? So we go up, well, give my, give my little, you know, secret away. I'm 53, so it goes back to 1969. I grew up in Brighton, actually, which is, uh, you've got to get a passport out of Brighton these days. It's quite <laughs> interesting to see, reflect on some of the boys who are still there. I go, she was, I played 41, Nick McKim just reached out and said, who was the best, um, we call it the Windermere Football League. So we lived in Brighton. We had this footy league across the road from where we grew up, Brighton Beach Primary. It was serious stuff on a Sunday. Mm. He thinks he was the MVP. There were a couple <laughs> other really good players back then. And so that's where I grew up and played cricket across the road at the neighbours, just loved it, loved mm. my cricket. 
cricket. Still love cricket probably more than footy. Still play cricket, actually. The Glen Iris Cricket Club can't, will feature yeah, later. Yeah. They'll get, they've got a few questions <laughs> to ask good. you later. Yeah, I can't, can't get a run there. But, uh, <laughs> I, think I, I think I'm under pressure there. But um, What do you like? Is a, are you a batter or a bowler? I think I buy my way out. I'm <laughs> like, I, I buy the team so I can't. You know, you can't get in trouble. Yeah. Uh, no, I'm a fielder and a talker. No, just a talker. Oh, we know? need them in sleeps. Yeah. We need them. I actually keep, but we'll get to Oh, there that. you go. Next to it. Um, so I grew up in Brighton, went to school, Brighton, Brighton. You know, my mum and dad were, you know, huge into the church and went to St. Joan of Arcs Primary School, off to Cosca Hall, which was Xavier's junior school in Brighton. Sadly, just sold recently. And um, it just sold. It was in the papers on the weekend. It was, oh, right. uh, you know, to all of us who went to, to Costco and my two sons went there and my brothers went there and my brother's kids went there. It's um, it bloody sad, actually. Mm. But, um, you know, it's moving with it. And then went up to Xavier and studied, you know, accounting. Yeah, you know, I certainly wasn't a great accountant, but it certainly put me in good stead. I think it's what set me apart. You talk about, you know, um, what's what's the difference? It's probably the accounting background, the finance background. Talk to me about um, Xavier. So I've only ever seen videos. It's yeah. always kids. You haven't been there? No, I've never really been there. I yeah. played school footy, but not in that, obviously, in that You're league. Age, yes. Um, yeah, I didn't get a chance, but... I had mates that played in it and they talked about the culture and, you know, all the chanting. And you yeah. see videos now because of these TikToks that are out yeah. and it's quite it's quite amazing. No, really. it's fantastic culture. And some schools are actually trying to stop the chanting. I'm like, what? what? Mm. You know what I mean? They're good. They're clever. You know, Xavier gets it. Um, the, 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 the teachers, they have guys who get a red jacket. You would have got the red jacket, mate. You would have been, if all the any Xavier guys listening, Tom, you would have been. Cheers. Well, your problem was you would have been playing in most of the sports, but if you weren't, let's say it was a sport you're no good, you would have been the cheer squad what? leader. Oh, is it the cheer squad, squad leader? leader. Yeah. yeah, right. And um, you would have been A1, but you've got to be clever, which you are, and you've got to have <laughs> chants that are funny and um, take the P15 out of the opposition without being rude because you've got teachers right next to you. Yeah. Yeah. I was speaking you know, to one of the big bosses over and he's like, they are like as big a leader as the captain of the school. You know, <laughs> like, well, they are. They, they yeah. bring the energy. Yeah, and, and I love it. I bring people sometimes, hey, come and watch this game. Might be Melbourne Grammar Scotch. It's coming up. I don't know when this podcast is out, but that'll be a Thursday afternoon at Scotch. It'll be electric. And, yeah, that means everything. And then Zavs is versus Scavs. And yeah. They're, they're awesome. How many do they get to these games? If the, the one biggest issue, if if the powers of B are listening, there should be a grand final. If we had a grand final for the APS this year, there'd be 5,000 people there. Yeah. And they'd be going wild. Yeah. Whereas it's now like the APL. You lose and you're in trouble. Yeah. You know? So it's a ruthless competition. It is. Good it is. players. Yeah, they are. And mm. th there's a lot of good players that come out of it. I know yeah. that I played a, with a lot of Colter Cannons. We used to get them all back for TSC Cups. Yeah. We'd lose them for the year and we get them all back and... Um, it's a strong comp and being the Oz American Aces, we are an American and a, Australian sports club and uh, it, it's got a bit of a, you know, an American college feel to it, the way yeah. Xavier carry on and, and it's, it's great. We need, I yeah. think we need more of it. I think the footy, yeah. we need more of it at AFL standard as well, but that's kind of what, um, um, that's why I love NFL and college yeah. sports so much is How good's college. Well, just yeah. before the game, they all get together. If you actually break it down, they yeah. all get to, you know, they all get plastered, but they yeah. all get to connect and then they stroll in. I don't yeah. even think they drink in the stadium. They're yeah. not allowed to. But the chanting and, oh, the, and, the, and the atmosphere is awesome, isn't it? Through the roof. Yeah. 
I'd yeah. love to. I haven't been to a college game like that, but I'd love to go. Well, Penn State, you should try to get to that. I haven't been there, but they're the one that just load up with all white and 100,000. Fantastic. And it's like Xavier times a million. <laughs> it is. Um, back to study. So when you said you studied accounting, yep. uh, like at school, you mean? No, no. Well, so, accounting. So, I did at school, but then I went and did a Bachelor of Business at, um, it was called Chisholm then. It's called Monash now, but I, I always like to, people who went to, Monash in my day, they go, I went to Monash, but it was really Chisholm. It was a poor man's, you know, okay. Monash, but I like to still say I went to Chisholm. Uh, blue collar. Blue collar. But, it, you know, now they call it, I went to Monash. I went, no, you didn't. You went to Chisholm. <laughs> <laughs> little reality check. Reality check. We love that. And so I went there. Then I um, travelled overseas in 1990. It was the it was actually a big recession. Like we had a, I call it, people say we're in a recession now. I'm like, oh, mini recession. Um, then it was big and couldn't get a job. Um, I went and actually painted for Harry the Hire. I don't even know they'd know that. I lasted about three days and like, <laughs> this is not for you, sir. <laughs> I got, got my marching orders pretty quick. That's good though. Um, Try it and get out. Yeah. I was no good at that. And uh, lucky enough, I worked for uh, my now wife's um Dad in, in an accounting firm, and I used to, they had the accounts like Eastern. Remember Gary Ablett Senior wore the Eastern Footy Clubs. Well, they were good for um, they were big in cri- cricket, but mainly baseball in the states. And so I did the auditing for them, auditing for Gray Nichols and Kookaburra. Oh yeah, uh, which was pretty cool. And I went to actually go look at the Gray Nichols store because I'd done the order. I went and bought it at a charity, a, a tour of Gray Nichols. Um, just to go back for memory's sake, because I That's used to brilliant. count the bats and yeah, yeah, it's good. That's awesome. So yeah. you kind of got a little fix in the sport without, you know, by accident, really, by, by accident. dealing with cricket club. You know, well, the the best bats in the world, yeah. but you love your cricket. And then it was a bit different, just counting every Kookaburra ball and making sure that that you know one hundred thirty six agreed with their number. Uh, but then, yeah. Got the got got a call from a couple of good mates, Andy Gowers and Scott McGuinness, got me in to run Hawthorne's footy trip. Okay, so imagine okay, that. Okay, imagine now that. we're talking. Yeah, so you imagine the Giants or Frio, uh, you know, now getting an outsider to come in and run party. So I ran a huge party at Glen Ferry Oval. Um, it was called the Mad Hatters Party, and anyone who was there will remember it. <laughs> like, it's, they'll all be about my age or younger. They might be 40 to 50. Uh, one of the great, you know, functions, like huge party on. And so I ran functions for them, went on their footy trip. Oh, so you were the chaperone? Yeah, well, not really. Yeah, I, I, really I nearly won the yellow jersey. <laughs> <laughs> I was only on there for four days and yeah. it was eight days. Oh, so that be, is brilliant. Yeah, so I became really close to Jason Dunstall and he recommended me to Ricky and, um, you know, I started working for Flying Star. So that's where it all began. So that's Ricky, how- Ricky was planning on having this big party with Craig Kelly down at the sheds think it was 96 after the ANSET Cup. Yeah, maybe it was 97. It was um, it was after the pre-season, had this big party. It didn't go as well as we'd like, but I was in there to come and help. And, yeah. um, and then you know, I think I offered to resign to Ricky the next day and kept me on and work for him for three years. There you go. Cause that's where yeah. I, that's where the, that was where the gap was with all the, all the stories I'd listened to. It was always, yeah. that's where they start. But I yeah. wanted to know where you met yeah. Ricky Nixon. And that was when he was at his big. Prime. Yeah. Yeah. He had club 10. So I sat in a meeting. One of the biggest meetings I've ever sat into is, you know, a club meeting in a club 10 meeting in Kings Way, South Melbourne. And you know, Gary Ablett's there and Wayne Carey's there and Tony Lockett had come in with his manager. Tony Modred had come from Adelaide with his manager. Glenn Jakovic came over from Perth. It's pretty big. So what was Club 10 for everyone Club that 10 was know. a joint, it was a, a combined marketing. So, you know, 
go back in time, and Ricky's always talked about this. He was really ahead of the game. He was he was technically, you know, really really on on the money, and it was a joint. It was a group marketing rights. So yeah, and we they signed Foxtel. They, it was big. I don't know if you remember an iconic photo of Dunstall Ablett, Dunstall Ablett and Lockett in the middle of Burke Street. Um, I've seen Foxtel. It. It's a great shot. Yeah, and that yeah. generated. More money than anyone would have imagined yeah, back then. Big deals. We did footy clinics for Foxtel. Um, yeah, it was and bigger. Do you know what I mean? Did that change the game? You reckon that? Well, it did because Ricky went to war with the AFL for you know for for player rights and image rights, and then Craig Kelly jumped into bed with the AFL and um, started a company called Pro Squad. So it was the play. The winners were the players. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, um, you know, down the track, the players have been the winner from that fight back in. She was 97, 98. There you go. Mm. Ricky Nixon, we'll talk about him a little bit. I haven't got, it's more about you today, but he's a fascinating kind of guy. I don't know much about him. When you first met him, what was he like? Um, well, he was just ahead of the game and he was, he was an entrepreneur and he um, wanted to take on the world and, you know, like pretty gutsy, he took on the AFL. You know, um, Jeff Brown, who's now the president of Collingwood, was the lawyer for, for um, the AFL and he was, he was a heavy and, um, yeah, Ricky went head to head with him and took him on and, and in many respects won. Yeah. It's yeah. incredible effort, yeah. isn't it? Incredible. And and the players he had, how many did what he have on the books? Oh, shivers. Was it sixty back then? Maybe, maybe more. Yeah. But they were big names. Yeah. You know, and um yeah, he was he was good. He was good on contracts. He he was a forward thinker. Yeah. It was, it was, and it's probably time. Like I've mentioned him elsewhere as, mm. you know been good. Is that where you learn a fair bit? Yeah, de- definitely learn. And but one of the things I learned is that I I you know when I left, I left a few years later. Um it caused a bit of angst between Ricky and I, but I, I wanted to stick to my lane and just do football. So that's what I've I've one of the things was learn just do footy. Just, just purely AFL. Purely, purely AFL. And just that's what I know and that's what I love and and that's what I've and we call it sticking to your lane and that's what we've done. Yeah. Before we move on from Ricky, so you were there for three years. Yep. So over the you know over those three year that three year period, what was the greatest thing that you reckon you learned? Oh, it's the the whole club ten image rights and marketing and and how to do a contract. Really, I thought Ricky was at the top of the game. And you would respect. oversee all these things. No, I was just a little minion trying right. to learn and yeah, you know, nip away and little apprentice. Yeah, little apprentice. Mix the mud, little bricklayer yeah. at the back, just little apprentice. Mix <laughs> the mud. That's all I was doing. I was just trying to learn. Yeah, that's brilliant. Well, and this is, I mean, a lot of people, and this is, um, this is fantastic because everyone's been in this position. You want to leave. You've got relationships with players, I'd imagine. Yeah, I'd imagine. Um, and you do leave. Yeah. How hard was that? Oh, I was really hard because you know fundamentally, you know, I think I'm really loyal. Mm. Um, you are. Yeah, but Ricky and I, will, you know, we would have fought, you know, fight over that. But yeah, it just comes to a stage where I want to go left and do what I want to do. And um, Ricky was adamant this is the way we did. We butted heads for a minute, and yeah, when I I left, I did a wrote on my business plan. So it wasn't that well thought out. So it wasn't like oh, I'm thinking of this forever. My business plan was a napkin with ten names on it. Yeah, I, heard I think these ten names might come with me. Five didn't. Five did. So it wasn't, you know, wow, this is going to just happen. And, you know, I've spoken to everyone. Yeah. But, you know, it was September 6, 1999. So I know the date. It's like, mm. I don't know how long ago it was. It's 23 years ago. Yeah, it was a while and, ago. Yeah. Uh, it feels like yesterday. It was pretty on. Yeah. When you wrote those names down. Yeah. Do you remember all 10? I don't remember all Do you remember, 10. Remember the five that come, you obviously would. 
Oh, well, like, the so, big names. So, some of the names were, um, I know, I, I had um, Marcus Baldwin on there. He's now a coach down at Old Zavs. But I thought I'd get him and he might keep Trent Crow because he'd give Crowdy a lot of love. But um, oh, Jace McCartney was one who, who you've dealt with at the Giants. Yep. And Shane O'Bree, Matty Scarlett, I reckon they were – some good names came in the end. Yeah, that's big. Uh, but Darren Milburn, Matty, uh, Brad Lloyd was one of the first to come with me and Angelo Lekas. There are a couple who didn't come, Chris Massey and Paul LeCurie and Ben Matthews, and they all had their reasons. You know, now I'm really close to... Do you ever laugh about that? Still? Yeah, I've, I've uh, sort of in the past I have. Yeah. yeah that's um, brilliant. So you've made that move um, to start. It's well documented because you've done other interviews, but you really you really took a huge risk here, didn't you? you I had no idea what I was doing, really. And, um, you know, my son, my eldest boy, Charlie, was born October 99. So, therefore, my wife's just given up work. We're about to have a kid. Um, yeah, I certainly, you know, I, I, and I literally had no idea what I was doing. Most people don't. That's the beautiful thing about when you start a business, you got yeah. no idea, but you do now. Yeah. Um, you had to, yeah, there's a few sacrifices. You had to, you had to, you know, sell your house. Yeah, because even if players came, with us, uh, with me at that stage, I, I remember having a work experience kid, Maddie Gretrix. I reckon Maddie, Maddie was the first one, and I think they rang Flying Start. You know, hey, can we do that? Can we do that work experience? No, Paul's left, <laughs> so get on your bike. And um, a mate of ours, Ado McCorkle, had organised it through his dad in the meat game, and so he came. I reckon we spent eighty percent of the week down at the Brighton Bars hanging bombs and. <laughs> Getting the sun as we love, <laughs> yeah. and uh, talking about the six players that we managed. So that's funny. So you're yeah. obviously, yeah, you're waiting around. I know, I know the feeling, <laughs> mate. Sometimes, yeah, and sold the house because even if a player left, we still had to pay money for the contracts that they owed. When you say that, or was that just the commission? Owed? Yeah. So if if Brad Lloyd came with us and he had two years left at Hawthorne, well, that money was going to Ricky. Oh, right. He could come to us, but if Ricky and Flying Star had done the contract, well, the money had to flow. So you essentially had to fulfill all their contracts. Ricky yep. would get that cash, and then once their contracts were out, then you'd renegotiate. renegotiate. Then you'd start your business. Yeah, yeah. Your cash flow would probably start. Yep. So cash flow for year one was probably, you know, $22,000 if I was lucky. Wow. You know? um, so sold the house in Seddon um, over the – your way, Yarrow, just next to next mm-hmm. to Footscray, Seddon Street, Seddon. Great house. That, that area is booming now. Booming, isn't it? I know. Yeah. I'm like, you gosh, should have hold on to That's the first mistake. Yeah. And then had to go rent for you know a fair few years too. Yeah, but that's good. Yeah, you know? it is good, and it's it's a part of the pains growing up. Now you did have a plan though, right? Yeah. And then there, there, there's a, you. Yeah, there's a big girl. There's a, <laughs> there's a man I want to talk about, John Turnbull. Yeah, yeah. I don't know yeah, enough about too. John early days, but where did John fit in Connor's sports management back in this time? Oh, it's great that you've mentioned his name because um, I don't think I've given him enough credit. You know, like personally, I have, and I just rang him the other week actually because he's a great man. He's a great you, yeah, man. Um, and he's called JT. And even on the weekend, I was up in Gold Coast. We were doing a couple. Of, a couple of them were doing a few impersonations of you, JT. <laughs> um, he used to have this notebook where he'd draw diagrams. I don't know if he ever sat with you and was recruiting and did diagrams of it. He just was. So Jay, I wasn't that close to Johnny when he was the head honcho of Hawthorne who um, had to decide between Hodge, Judd and Borley. Um, I was lucky enough that I didn't have to decide between them, but he did and he chose Luke Hodge and I think history is going to judge it as a pretty good pick. Mm. Um, I don't think Hawthorne were that happy with him for that pick after Juddy won and Brownlow went after three years. But he then went and worked for Adelaide and then Melbourne and 
we got talking and he did some part-time work for us. Wow, he's he's been amazing. He was he set up the business, really. Mm. You know, he did a lot of good things for our business. So he was scouting for you. Yeah, he was ahead saying, of the pack. Yeah. He, he'd say, hey, Paul, I've just seen Dale Thomas take this guy for Gippsland. taking this huge hanger. Um, he's a player. You know, when you just talk about the 16 just yep. moments? Yeah. Well, JT knew more than us. And now it's a bit different. Everyone's a bit bloodthirsty. They're watching him, you know, a lot earlier. Mm. But then, you know, you could see a player who was bottom age. Well, no one's even dreamt of speaking to him. So JT, uh, you know, Paddy Ryder, Gary Gibson, you would know. You know, Ibo, yeah, yeah. Ibo, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Harry Taylor played for East Fremantle. Bang. Um, oh, there's, there's that Josh Kelly from the from – the, from, I remember him talking about Josh and he just – I think he got on well with Phil, the great, because they were technically talking about him playing high half forward at, at Dragons, the bottom major, and just the work he saw that he did. He just goes, he's a player. So, so, so pretty much, JT was just an unbelievable scout before his time, and oh. obviously, there's not as much video con- like back then. So it's a real word of mouth, yeah. and he'd be calling you and saying, "Oh, we he worked for us, let's say two, three days a week." What when you started? Like no, 99? no, not when we started. Uh, uh, no, it was down the track. Oh, so he's the, down the track. He's down the track. He's not. Start away, straight okay. away. It's um, it's just me, just you. Yeah, but fast forward five years into it, right? I, I, JT's memory is probably better, but call it two thousand four, two thousand five. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah, but when he leaves Hawthorne, and he, so I don't know when he left Hawthorne, but he he would. But it, let's call it two thousand five. Was he the list manager at Hawthorne? And then got in trouble, not got in trouble, but people kind of held him accountable to taking Hodge. Yeah. So that, he got the flick because he took Hodge. Uh, there'll be a little Luke Hodge. <laughs> so 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 the, he's got the flick because he took Luke Hodge over Chris. And he Jones. took Luke McFarlane. Like I reckon he's better picks Luke McFarlane. He chose Luke McFarlane. I reckon he had the binoculars out. This is the old school. He watched him at school athletics with the binoculars doing high jump and long jump yeah. and, and saw him play one game for East Free Hour and he's like, he's our boy. Yeah. And picked him, not just picked him, but that back picked him at, you know, in the first 15 picks. So, um, yeah, he's got good eyes. He's a good draft. <laughs> he's a good draft, yeah. Well, this is the thing. This is why I've, I've gone a bit ahead of that. But 2001 draft, mm. this was a big moment for you and yep. your business. Yeah. You've identified that this is uh, a huge draft and there's a lot of talent. You went one, two, three, four in your second year or third year on your Jimmy own. Jimmy Bartel, eight, maybe. Jimmy Bartel, eight. How yeah. dare I? So Bartel was all right. You've lined them all up. You've mm. signed them all up. They've all gone early. Surely everyone around the league's going... Who the fuck's this Paul Connors bloke? Because he's killing it. Well, so gets back to the Xavier connection. I, I'd managed Matt Ball, knew the Ball family well. So Luke was not easy, but it, you know, it, it relationship it, it, relationship worked well. Then Chris Judd was another one that that I don't think Juddy met with anyone in the end. I managed Steve Green, so I always say to Greeny, you know, Greeny from Jagged and yep. Stephen Greeny, he basically, I call it, made my business. He'd love that, but <laughs> yeah, it's true. Yeah. I, I was say, mate, like he was besties with Juddy back then. Oh, so they're still, best mates, right. Yeah, still best mates. So he introduced me to Juddy. I think one agency might have, he had a few injuries back then. One company might have got his injury wrong and wrote him a letter. And uh, But I certainly worked hard, you know, Andy from Sandy and Lisa, his mum, you know, we, we built a relationship and, um, yeah, we're still great mates and still help him today. Well, actually not anymore because he's too clever for me. Um, <laughs> Doesn't need any more money. <laughs> and then Hodgie, I reckon, met with six or seven agents and it was down to John Longmire and I. Johnny Longmire used to be coach of Swans, used to be a- Was a he ma- a player agent? He's a player agent for IMG. He used to be a scary player agent, yeah. wasn't he? Oh, I, so it came down to it and my pitch was, 
I reckon he's a better bloke than me, but I reckon <laughs> I'm stronger financially. And someone had questioned my finances. I don't know who it was. And I'm like, pick me on anything, my footy knowledge and all of that stuff. Just don't pick on the finance stuff because I was an accountant. Bread and butter. Yeah, it was my bread and butter. Even yep. though I wasn't a great accountant, I was better than most, most. people. So I said, my sell was to Leanne Hodge, Bryson Hodge and um, Hodgie was that I reckon my gut feel is that I wasn't bagging um, Johnny. I was just saying, I reckon he's going to be a coach. I reckon he's going to be a great coach. Well, I didn't say he's going to be a great coach. I just said, I think he's going to go into coaching and I'm going to be in this for the long haul. Uh, he's certainly been a pretty good coach, hasn't he? Well, you've done well. You yeah. was a great coach yeah. and uh, you are in for the long haul. a lot happier doing that than yeah, doing what we're doing. So you, and, and obviously you've got Jimmy Bartel and, and, and Polak. Um, oh, Polak was a gun. He was the best, gun. best hands in the business and just an amazing story and – you know, his family and he obviously got hit by the tram and he's just um he's just blossoming over in Perth with with Elise and the family and yeah. yeah. I saw him in a past players uh Frio event probably a year or two ago. He looks great, doesn't he? Yeah, he looks great. Yeah, he's a I know his um nephew quite well. Reed is a good man. Do you know you know little Yeah, I know Reed, Reed. really well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Smacks a golf ball, yeah. Big rooster. Yeah, big done a, rooster. Done a photo shoot for Rick's. He's a good, Has he? Yeah, yeah. Small world over yeah, in Perth. Well, I'm following Reed on uh, Insta. He's a really he good, a good footballer, Reed, growing up. Yeah. Trust me, under 12, under 13s, we had big plans for Reed. Yeah, you would have yeah. signed him up earlier, yeah. wouldn't you? <laughs> well, just on that, when, how old were Juddy and Hodgie and Bowley and all that when you oh, signed them? Hodgie was, oh, I, I remember seeing Hodgie as a 16 year old and he was good back then. But they were all, I reckon, top age. Yeah, because. Oh, so you got him 17 year old? 17, 18. Yep. Yeah, Juddy was older. Um, I think Bawley could go in the draft, but Bawley was still at school when he was, he, he did year, he was year 11. He was young and then did year 12 when he was first year at the at the yeah. Saints. Yeah. Oh, wow. So he was studying yeah. and playing. So it was this sort of like when were you born? I think they had till June. So Hodgie might have been drafted as a 17-year-old and turned 18 June that year. Luke might have been April. Yeah. Um, I probably got that wrong, but, you know, I know that Juddy's the oldest of those three. Well, Watsy was like that, wasn't he? Yeah. Watsy was still playing school. School. Should have stayed. You know, it's another story, but he should yeah. have stayed playing school all that year in my book. Yeah. Which Luke did, but he got injured and did his- Wardy was the same. Cal Ward, was he at school? No, he was 18. I thought he was at school when he was at the Dogs. He could have been. Yeah, I think he was. Yeah, he was. Because he was going to- He he tells a few funny stories how he's going to him. But he wasn't playing school footy. Right. Yeah, he was just playing at the Dogs. Yeah. Well, there you go. So you've got them. That's a huge moment. Um, What was the press like? What was the noise like? Did you feel like you've you've arrived and all this is starting to become- Oh, the reality that you, maybe, you thought it maybe was? Maybe I did because I did take a deep breath. Now we, we, we're nearly guilty of just signing a player and, you know, going, you know, not – because it's bloody hard. Oh, know, yeah. It's, a, it's the hardest part. When I signed you, I, I you know, took the team out for a steak and oh, yeah, shouted the yeah, we Company pumped. card, let's go pumped. again. Yeah. I was pretty easy. I went yeah. easy on you. I took two meals and I said, let's go. <laughs> let's Where's go. the dotted line? Yeah, exactly. Some players, actually, this is funny. Yeah. Some players milk that company yeah. card, don't they? Yeah, and then yeah. they don't sign. Actually, I'm going to call Hayden Crozier out because I know he milked your card. <laughs> he milked me. And he milked about five and then he to, signed. I went to Brisbane to uh, to try and sign Hayden. I went and watched Mason under the guise of, uh, Mason was playing under 19s and, and went and saw Crozier. He's had a great career, Crozier. Yeah. Yeah, so he's yeah. still going. And I just remember because um, we used to always talk about the, the, the stories with all the yeah. management groups calling you, especially top age. Um, 
And it was always a, like, you know, you'd have a, a really impressive pitch and then you'd tell them who you're speaking to and next yeah. minute, you know, you're rocking up and there's a big superstar there. And <laughs> I mean, Hayden Skipworth was a really, um, really like, good moment for me. I love, yeah. I love Skip and I just yeah. love just, he was just a really nice guy. Is he still, what's no, the, well, you know what Skip's doing? He's working he, at, so he was, um, at Essendon for a while and then had a little interim break and just did a little bit of mentoring for a few of my players. Um, and we've got a great relation today. I just felt like I lacked just that little gap. So JT had moved on and Skip just had this beautiful um, way and he still does. He's yeah. he's the forward line coach at the Pies. He's um, at the Pies. He's one of the most experienced coaches now, I reckon, for his age. And um, I think he's loving it at the pies with Fly and and the team. And, yeah, he's doing a good job. Yeah, well, he was great. And I can mm. see why he is. He's such a lovable guy and he's just a relaxed guy, wasn't yeah, he? Like, yeah. you know, sometimes when you're young, they do throw a lot at you and you're yeah. only 17. You, yeah. you just you don't know what's going on. But he was really good. So it's a good move there from yeah. Paul Connors to get blokes like him yeah. involved. Um, the next question I want to ask before we ask all the other questions later on, but we know what you um what you do, but expanding your business. Yeah. I'm very lucky to have you know been signed by you and met the people in your office. But how have you like for any business? It's hard to select the right people. What yeah. are the what do you what's your criteria when you sit down with Mal and Robbie and Georgie and and the likes? There's a yeah. few more now that I've moved yeah. on. Well, go back in time. Um, the Clark family introduced me to Lucy Mills. That's right. Lucy was um, with our company for ten years and still doing great things. She manages Goodsy and Beckjard and, and a number of others. But Lucy was with us for ten years. Um, and at one stage, and, and the, the boys actually tell the girls more, as you would know from Mel. Mel worked with us for ten years, and um, yeah, you know, we've always found that affinity with the girls. At one stage. Uh, it was Camberwell High because we've got Georgie Gardner who works with us who went to Mel- Camberwell High then um, also also Mel. Yeah. I think Mel was the skipper of, of Camberwell High. The little gem there at Camberwell yeah. High. And Robbie's uh, story, so Robbie's a business partner now and it's a, it's a bit well known. He he annoyed me for about two years to try and get a job and I'd always say no. I was, you know, I liked the JT side and but Steve and Nick and a couple of others, just remember Steve and Nick? He was a footy manager of Carlton. He was a footy manager of Frio. He's now down at Frankston doing some good work. He, um, he said, yeah, absolutely, Robbie, let's, you've got to go down this route. And then Ian Prendergast said it. And then a guy has been a mentor. So when I got walked out of Flying Start, like, you know, it was a bit of goldfish moments, a guy called Andrew Neofido. And Neo's been a mentor for mine for 20 years. And I remember workshopping it with Neo too. He's gone from work, work, walking me out of Ricky Nixon to, you know, telling me, go get Robbie and walking someone back walking in. Walking someone in. Yeah. That's great. So, it was yeah. the, right, the right person to do that. Yeah. So that's obviously when did Robbie join the business? I think seven years ago, seven yeah. or eight years ago. And did he bring players with him as a bit of a Yeah, but not many yeah, well actually when he did, like he did, but um we did I didn't know him that well and I've sort of talked about it. It was Trent Dumont, but it's George Hewitt who's now gone no one would have known George a year ago. Now he's at the Mighty Blues and everyone knows Dominating. how good he is. Yeah. Brody Grundy, Tom Sheed. So he had some players, but they were all babies back then. They were mm. all one, two years into the game and um, a lot of them turned out really well. Did you have a lot of people knocking on the door saying, I want to be a part of this, this is special? Not not in 1999. <laughs> <I think laughs> yeah, of course not. <laughs> didn't have a friend in the world. 2001 just, would have been a different story. Yeah, me but, and Matt was, oh, No, early I did. So what happened was Neo must have left Ricky and he went to, oh no, Neo was still, maybe he did leave and he went to um, 
SEL, Sports Entertainment Limited, which is James Erskine and they managed Shane Warne. And back then they were big and this guy, Basil Scafidi and a few others, and they came knocking to want to not buy it but get me to work for them. And it was the best move I've made. Like, no offence to them because they were stars, but it was the best thing I did was say, no, no, I'll – and it was a bit of stress, you know, no house, wife, no jobs, no money, and um, to say no because it was pretty attractive and they were a really good company. Yeah. But I'm like, no, I'll just dig in here and see where I go. Yeah. When did Lucy join? Joined pretty early because Lucy came in as a work placement from from Deakin. So – uh, you know, Luce came when I was working in Mail Street, Brighton, out the back, and even not just I was out the back office. So Luce would have been there, oh, 2000, 2001. Oh, wow. So she was there early days. Early, yeah. So is that what happened? You got a, you got someone off placement to come help out, yep. and you're helping them with their yep. experience. And then and then, the devo- did... then so placement finishes, stays two days a week, finishes course, bang, there's a job here. You know, we've signed a few extras, Borley, and there's help that needs a few more of come across and... And was she predominantly working in like that admin relationships with players? I think when when you're that small, you just do everything. Yeah. yeah. So when you're a small business, which boutique, which we like to call, you're still still doing everything. So it's like, I've got a motto, no jobs too big, no jobs too small. And um, Luce was fantastic for us. Yeah, she was. And I remember yeah. Gary Kibbitson used to speak really highly of her. I, I think she left the year I got there because I remember yeah, the okay. Christmas party, I reckon. Yeah. Um, but mind you, the, the Paul Connors Christmas party, yeah, Connors management, it's yeah. uh, got me in trouble, I reckon, my first year. I was more keen <laughs> on the Christmas party than the uh, than the pre-season. I think Ross Love Lyon it. really liked Rossi. these players flying back from WA for a for a Christmas party. No. Um, but I, I definitely enjoyed that. Uh, but yeah, back to the criteria. You just said placement, Mal, Georgie, Mal. all these other yeah, people well, have come Mal, through. Was well, Mal, Mal the same? Mal actually did a AFL traineeship. So she's at Camberwell. We'd moved offices from Mail Street Brighton to Hawthorne Road, East Brighton. And Mel tells the story that, you know, she was on a sort of, I gave her a whack after about three months that she was on, you know, on the phone too much. Or, <laughs> and she did a one-year AFL traineeship. And then she did her course part-time. Now I'm saying to Mel, if Mel had have done her course, then tried to apply, she just wouldn't have got, like, it'd be hard. It's it's bloody hard now. And I get a lot of, you know, we, we try and do a, um, see a lot of people and catch up with a lot of people and talk to them about their wish to get into the industry. But certainly Mel did it, you know, in hindsight, the right way. It was an accident, but she just wasn't ready to go into uni. She had a big year, obviously, year 12. And she was great and, and she has this um, ability, you know, ability to relate to people and, and has a wonderful, you know, care element to her. Yeah. Oh, now she's she, great. Now she's, she's gone on to bigger things. Oh, mate, I must say, you shouldn't have let her go. You yeah. know how much I love Mel, yeah. but she has gone well, off she's to She's gone off to working for Mercedes Formula One. I think she's <laughs> probably, she probably wins. Yeah, I think she's yeah. won that. She's, uh, <laughs> for anyone out there, Mel um, is now working at uh, Mercedes in the F1 and looks after Lewis Hamilton and yeah. was actually looking George. after Tom Brady not long ago yeah. and sending me videos. And I said, oh, Mel, honestly, <laughs> you're living the dream. Yeah. But um, yeah, she was wonderful and she's so good for that. I mean, that's the beautiful thing about Connor's sports management. You had such a diverse, you know, portfolio, yeah. I guess. We could go anywhere. Everyone yeah. was such great people. And that's why I wanted to ask you, what was the criteria? Because any business struggles to get the right people in the yeah. door and you've done really well. So I, I just when you're to a say, small, well, yeah. And when you're a small business, it's really important that you, we can't make that mistake. No, no. What has been the most rewarding thing about being a player agent? You think? I think it's just the people. You know, and the players you've managed over, you know, 
so long and where they end up. I mean, one minute you're signing them as 17-year-olds and the next they've got four kids. Mm. So it's like, wow, where'd the time go? And whether we just talked about Stephen Green, you know, what he's doing with his company Jagged and um, and then there's others who are just, you know, going so well and just so proud of them. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's great. And others aren't. It's a tough, it's a tough, you know, when the, when the lights finish, you know, it's, it's, it's difficult. It is hard. I mean, it's a, div- it's a big transition. Yeah. I mean, I'm going through that still now. I've got yeah. a few things that I luckily started when I was there, but it's more to, um, it is a different, it's a different world. Yeah. And I always tell people, you know, while you're in the job, you know, network and keep talking to the people. Cause once the lights finish, it's harder for you to go and have a meeting with, with, you know, the boss of giants than it is when you when you're now or the Fremantle head of you know head of the president of Fremantle's like yep. he'll he'll have a meeting with with a player tomorrow but if the, you're finished it's not it's just sort of how it's it good is. that you say that I say that to players all the time that it's just easier you're obviously around you've got the logo it's just easier to get that coffee um yeah. if you need it yeah. and players don't really take it for they probably take it for granted a little bit yep. um and they probably see it when they walk out is there anything else that you've noticed that players struggle with when they come out of the game I know it's just bouncing into another job. Like Josh Jenkins just retired at the end of the year. I mean, it, it, there's no person who's done it better, nearly. He's just rolled the sleeves up. You'll look at his Instagram. He's driving down the road from Geelong at 4.30 in the morning. He must have, you know, Hannah, his wife, just ridiculously supportive. But he's just like, okay, there's no time. I've got to get into it. And, you know, from a work ethic, I love work ethic. You give yep. me work ethic and you'll get a job. Um, anyone who's got work ethic is going to get a job. And he epitomizes work ethic for me. Yeah. No, it's great. Let's let's go to players that you've got. You've got so many players. I couldn't just name them off, but you, let's. I want you to sugarcoat this segment. Okay. I want you to name some of the biggest names that you've managed and still do manage, um, just to give people an insight on the the, the, the personnel that. that you've looked after. I mean, yeah. you mentioned Adam Goods before. Like yeah. I only watched his documentary for a second time Sunday night with my mate. Yeah. Um, you know, you've had some amazing people you've had to yeah. manage. Do you want to just name? Oh, if you go back in time, but Adam's as big as there is, isn't there? Matty Scarlett, um, you know, I'd hate to think how many All-Australians he's won. Dean Cox is a beauty, you know. He was he was a ripper, the call at the day I got, because he was a bit later. He was a rookie. And, yep. um, oh, and then you go Juddy and Hodgie, obviously, but... Um, I always get a bit modest about this stuff. I know. Well, Patrick yeah. Danielfield's on your on your yeah. cover. Charlie Kernow's there as Charlie's well. Going okay, He'll win he? the Coleman this yeah, year. Yeah, he could. Paddy's uh, an eight-time... All Australian. I mean, to win eight All Australians, like wow. Yeah. But you know, some of the people we've just mentioned, they're better blokes nearly than they are footballers. It's must be a correlation. You know, just mm. wonderful people, and um, that's the beauty of the job. You get to see everyone. They don't know. They're all not the same. Some are quiet, and that's what you've seen. Mm. I think someone like you needed to go to a couple of clubs so people saw what a ripper you are. <laughs> um, but it's good, isn't it? Footy clubs are they are they're, they're great. great. Yeah. It is. That's probably the best thing that got happened. You know, you, you, you're devastated. You get cut, but yeah. then you meet the giants and their family yeah, and the people, and you, and you go, "Oh, that's actually a blessing." Yeah, and you're going to walk away. And normal people walk away with about five solid friends. You're probably at 15, <laughs> fifteen. When you talk shit all the time, mate. Yeah. Hopefully, you got a few more. Yeah, um, Eddie, you've got to. I mean, there's more players there. You just got to Google um, Tommy Sheridan, who you've managed, and who <laughs> you've got. I, I noticed you, you, you've got Damien Hardwick, who's a yep. AFL coach. Do you have any other coaches? Well, we, 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 Izzy Hardwick works for uh, us. Uh, yeah, as a superstar on the rise. So we, we are. We've got a strong affinity with females. They must be better workers. They're better at detail than the blokes. <laughs> um, yeah, I've just got Brat, Brett Ratton and Dimmer. There They're you the go. Two coaches. So you got the Brett two Bratton. senior coaches. Is that does that make like is there a conflict of interest? Player, or, player wins. Player wins. Yeah, player wins. I tell the coaches like, 
I get even uncomfortable when the coaches uh, want to talk about the players sometimes. I've been lucky that it's been okay, but I, I prefer to say that we do their contracts and we manage the players. Yeah. Um, and I haven't had too many players whinging about them, but they'll always do it a bit. But maybe you look on the other side and you can put the case forward to the coach and say, hey, have you thought of this one? Or Well, I was yeah. just thinking, like when you mentioned Damien Hardwick, what an amazing coach he's been. And then Tommy Lynch, obviously mates of both of ours. Yeah. And I thought, well, if he's leaving Gold Coast, surely <laughs> it's a dimmer. I've got the absolute <laughs> weapon that's going to leave. And it, it must be easier to do the deal. Well, last year, I laugh at this, you know, we've managed Adam Chera and George Hewitt. They chose Carlton without a coach. Yeah. You know? So, oh, there's so many trades that go through. I think, you know, I th- look, that was... That was a tough, not a tough one, but it was a pitch. And they're big boys, these guys. They, they'll make their call in the end. We might narrow it to three, but um, he chose Richard. I think it wasn't a bad move, was it? Well, it end? worked. I think he yeah. got a flag within 12 yeah. months yeah. and kicked a few. He was pretty important in it. He was. He's a, he's a superstar. Um, what I, like, I want to go to the, before I ask you some questions about sports management, and then yep. we've got a few funny ones and a few curly ones, but show me the money. Yeah. I finally watched the doco because I told you I wanted to watch it fresh okay. before we spoke. What an amazing documentary, really. Yeah. They, they have captured, you know, who you guys are, which is really hard. I, I've watched the test, yep. you know, Drive to Survive. I'm a big one on these docos. I, hard Knocks in NFL is one yeah. of my favorites. Is and I'm huge that. on the AFL. If they want to give, give me the phone, take me to the Giants. I'd love to get some of them boys and their personalities. Yeah. But I loved, I loved it. I thought it was great. You were quite low key, which yeah. I, I noticed. Yeah. Um, Robbie part, was a bit part player. Yeah, big part. Robbie was big front part. and center. Yeah, Robbie was front and center. <laughs> he was wheeling and dealing. Had to um, watch out. You had a few features though. I definitely yeah. loved your tan. You look, you look very good. I reckon there was a bit of a. Uh, bronzing session before maybe a Thailand trip before yeah the London Tavern though the Peking Duck had me going you were walking around <laughs> Peking Duck Peking, Peking duck, duck Champagne people <laughs> only mentioned two things how bad my golf swing was yeah and was... the Peking Duck the... great stories behind the Peking Duck because even it's not often the London Hotel the London Tavern a great pub went there the other week actually um, beautiful tub it's normally oh. it's better for it's Palmer or it's Scotch Fillet as opposed to the Peking Duck, even Bill, the, the the owner, was trying to give me some, you know, the Hosian sauce sort of. He's, he's giving me um, soy sauce. <laughs> like, Bill, it's not that sauce. Yeah. Anyway, I, well, if, if I wasn't doing it, Geesh and Freezer were asleep at the wheel. Oh, I'm, yeah. a, I'm a good host. I've always got this theory that it's not easy. And if it was easy, everyone would do it. I, I could, if I left this job, I, I'm, I'm available for yeah. hosting and running parties. That just shows the man. No ego over oh, here, ladies and gentlemen. The beers have got to be cold. It's and, a, it was, it's a great initiative to get all the players there. Um, but back to the documentary. Yeah. Because it happened at the Giants when I was there my last year yeah. with Cogs and the club. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So I did see what it's like. Yeah. Um, how many cameras were following you and how long were they following you it for? It wasn't as probably big as, maybe as big as that. So we were just moments. We were really lucky. We had a really good crew that Doss and his crew and, um, were following us around. Um, they probably followed me in the wrong day in the golf. I'm still bleeding <laughs> about that. But they were good. They, I was pretty intense at times. They, they said something like they filmed 300 hours to get three hours. Um, they're just looking at whether they can get it going for again. Yeah, I was going to say that was my next question. Are they going to do this again? I think they're looking at it, and if they do, it's just for the trade period. But I think they're they're speaking to Stan at the moment about that. Yeah, they will. They should do it. It was really good. Now, 
Colin Young, you and Colin Young have had beef over in the past. Yeah. Now, I love Colin Young. Yeah. I've always, obviously, you're my man, but Colin, well, he's mates with a lot of my mates. Yeah. Like, he manages a lot of them, and he's we're an broken Ari. bread. You're broken bread? Yeah, we're mates now. You're mates? Yeah. So, so like, Nick Curios and yeah, uh, Djokovic. It's completely like that. We're bromance now. That's brilliant. Yeah, so we didn't. For a while, Cole's a bit scary. He's he a big man, Cole. Yeah, but now we're in the son Logan. I'd manage Logan. Just you know that Logan. Um, <laughs> he, he got drafted. He's a good player, Logan. He actually came over to Melbourne from Perth and played for Sandy Dragons, and he's on uh, West Coast top up. But um, yeah, we've got a little bit of a bromance going. And his boss, or not his boss, his co work colleague, um, I'm close with as well. Yeah, that's brilliant. Well, he's a he's a very funny man. Yeah, he's funny. I, I thought he he's a tight tease. Yeah, yeah. He's a, well, the Ari Gold. Really, he, he yeah. looks a bit. He reminds me of Ari, and he was quite a. Um, I just I don't know. I just love. I think he's yeah. made for these docos. He's made he, for him. Mate, he's been he's working. A, how how old is Cole now? I mean, yeah. he's, he's been working 20, 30 years in this industry for this moment. Yeah. I think Cole needs to be on the next one again. He, he's he's the first person they'll sign. Yeah. yeah. Oh, he's brilliant. Um, your golf swing though, like it, yeah. it was a huge issue because I know you love your golf, right? <laughs> And I've oh, Dommy, I that. called Dommy Tyson before and I said, we're going to have to get the great man some clutching yeah, coke because yeah. he needs a bit to be a bit more clutch around the greens. <laughs> what happened? Because you are a good golfer. I just choked. Well, I just, a horrible swing, is it? But I've got a bad back, so I always have a half swing anyway. And I don't know, I'm just, a, I'm, I'm a lot better than the golf swing shows. Well, they, not that good. My handicap's about 17. It's still good. It looked enough. like 47 on that day. <laughs> but, um, I just, I'm a bit of a competitor, so I just. Uh, did they dog you? Like, did you take? A, did you reckon they've taken a couple of miss swings and you've had a few no, crackers? I I've say the next time I played Kingston Heath, I shot the lights out. But, um, <laughs> you know, yeah, it's no good. Well, we're organising a golf day here at the Oz American Aces. I've, I've, well, I've been saying it for a while. You are getting invited. All guests yeah. get an invite, and um, well, yeah, I'm a hundred and twenty third guest, so so. No, you're not. Yeah. You're not. I think you're like fortieth. And I told you, I got to build the 40th. base. I got to build the base, mate. Yeah. I can't just bring in the heavy hitters. At the 40. Start. <laughs> um, you're number one in the agent, though. That, that's all that matters. I've beaten Rich Paul. That's all that matters. Exactly right, mate. That's funny. Yeah. Well, that golf day, you'll be there and yeah. you'll get to, uh, you bring you'll Robbie. You'll have to get Cole on. He would be pretty good. Cole would be great. I yeah. mean, if he can fly down, I'm sure the great man would make it. Um, let's go to sports management questions because okay. this is important. A lot of people, okay. I've got the responsibility here to ask, you know, everyone that messaged me on Instagram, I appreciate it. Um, sports management. Did you get no messages? Like, like No, nah, I got heaps. So it's great. You know? Mate, you're the man yeah. around town. I said, to, <laughs> I said to Paul, can you share this? He said, what the fuck? Am I sharing? You get all the followers. People love you, mate, and they uh, yeah. a lot of people are interested. Now, okay. these might be a bit he heavier, but this is okay. good because we we'll haven't spoken that. about some big trades. What's the biggest trade that you've done? Biggest or the best? The best. I think I've got two questions okay. here um, about another part of a, a trade. So I've got yeah. the most difficult trade across the line for your client, and what is the biggest? So let's just oh, go there, biggest and best. Biggest, there's two sides to that. The biggest and best, let's say Juddy might have been the biggest because it was just so big and such a big story um, for him to leave West Coast. He was premiership captain. He was a Brownlow medalist, just loved. But in my heart, he was always coming home and John Worsfold knew it. But it caused angst. You know, it, it caused angst for a long time. Um, you you know, mean, he, so you mean like relationships oh, with yeah, the West Coast City Club? Absolutely, yeah. But I, I don't think, you know, and it's my job, don't lie. Don't lie. Tell the truth. Might not like the truth, but don't lie. And 
um, that was a bloody hard trade because you didn't have future picks. You couldn't go pre-season. So in many respects, you couldn't just get this year's first round and second next year's. Carlton, in my heart, I wanted him to go to Carlton. He wanted to go to Collingwood at one stage when we left the meeting. I'm like, he can't go to Collingwood. They can't do the deal in my head. Yeah. Um, Carlton. And history says the trade worked out all right. Yeah. Josh Kennedy's just kicked his 700th goal. I noticed that in the weekend. Yeah, life's pretty good. It's worked out well. And that's the trades you want to do a win-win. It's only now that you still say it's a win-win. And it is a win-win. Because um, Juddy really helped, you know, Carlton when they were down the bottom and just culturally helped them too. Mm. Uh, that was the biggest, I reckon, and the tension on it. And Describe the tension for me. Get, oh, what just, was not happening? just tension, but the meetings and you had the footy show was back then, like the footy show was around. So stupidly, we had a one meeting with Carlton at Raheen where Dick Pratt lived and it's a, the famous Pratt house. And I remember Channel 9, we, we stupidly had the meeting on a Thursday because we then went to Carlton afterwards, this footage of Juddy, me and Greg Swan walking across the Oval. But we'd been to Raheen, the footy show's, you know, capturing us. And it was just intense and big and news and huge. And the other one was Josh Kennedy's probably the best trade. You know, he's gone from Hawthorne. I didn't probably understand how, um, you know, his dad was a Hawthorne premiership player, multiple. His grandfather's the legend of Hawthorne. For him to leave Hawthorne, I was like, oh, it's a no-brainer. But for him, I was like, this is the biggest decision of his life. And to be fair, Alistair Clarkson was really good um, when Josh left. But hindsight says pick 35 or something wasn't probably fair. <laughs> I think it was Josh and McGlynn were going and um, Hawthorne were great about it. But, poor, you know. So he's a, he's, he's, he's won that one. Well, he's a Hall of Famer, isn't he, Josh Kennedy? Yeah. And the most consistent player you've ever seen. Yeah, and he's still playing now, and yeah. they're looking like being right up there again. Yeah. So, oh, that's great. Um, there's some great insights yeah. into the trades. Just on the Juddy deal, when did you start that process? Because people, when you're land, when you're doing such a big deal, yeah, clearly it's a bit like you know, you know, it's hanging over for the year. They're out of contract. Yeah. But when I, did Juddy go? I'm done. I, I sort of knew when he signed his last deal that'd be it. So we were working really in the off season. I reckon he might have even given John Worsfold a hint that this was his last year and he was going to go home, but. Yeah, he kept it pretty professional. He got injured. He had he was injured that last year, so he probably didn't perform at the heights he would have liked in that last year. Mm-hmm. Um, Does that affect his currency? Or you already had that? No, deal? No, you had no, the no. deal done. Yeah, the deal wasn't done. No, he was really interesting. He, to be fair, he hadn't done. He he met the clubs, so he met. Melbourne didn't have a facility at that stage. So I, I thought it was Collingwood, Carlton, Melbourne, and then Essendon were desperate to meet. So Essendon didn't have a coach. Um, Melbourne presented. He buried for Melbourne as a youngster. He loved Gary Lyon. So they all had their little spiel. They were, yeah. you know, they were right in at Melbourne. But I think then it became the last two. And I just didn't, I didn't think Collingwood could do the deal. And Juddy became, the more he liked it, the more he came of, hey, I want to start something from bottom up as opposed to Collingwood and he was the cherry on top. Yeah. So that's what appealed to him. Does he look back now and wish he went to Collingwood or no? Nah? No, I think he's pretty comfortable. Yeah. Yeah, I reckon he's pretty comfortable. Um, no, nah, it's great insight, mate. I really appreciate that. What does it take to become a player, agent, manager? What is the terminology? Is it agent or manager? Uh, I think it's agent, but I like the word manager. Okay. Yeah. What does it take? Um, like what are the what, what do you have to do? Obviously – you have to be built differently. You have to, I'd, I'd imagine. Maybe. Thick I mean, skin? Yeah, thick, definitely thick skin. You've got to, um, 
yeah, you've got to be able to move on quickly, like have a fight and move on. Like don't hold grudges, just have a blue, pull, next one. Because let's say I was having a fight with West Coast, which I wasn't wanting to, but next year they, I've got Nick Natanui or there's, there's someone else coming in, there's another trade to do. So you can't stay, the clubs can't stay upset at us for too long and vice versa, we can't. Yeah. Just roll. And you've got to be thick skin. you've got to work hard. Yeah. You've got to really want it. And um, I think you've got to, you know, You've got to have a real thirst for 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 it, and have. And now, if I look back, it's empathy. It's you know the players go through some hard. It's bloody tough, mm. you know. And now with social media and the media, it's everyone's. We don't love a good story, you know. We don't like the good parts. We just like when they can't get a kick or they've done something wrong off field. It, it, it is a bit frustrating that I, now that I do a little bit of this, it's mainly positive. I don't like touching on the negative, but the negative, is, unfortunately, is what what gets headlines and yeah. it's what people make all their bread and butter, you know, their money on, their advertising yeah. dollars. It's, um, I think it's slowly turning. I reckon people are starting yeah. to get sick of it. I, I, I think the younger gen- generation is starting to say, mate, just get over it. Like, leave that alone. We don't really give you stuff. But Yeah, but the media, they, you know, the they strong, love it. Yeah, they love it and they don't love, they like, Bad like for stores. example, the other day I saw Dusty was walking out and he got interviewed and he didn't speak, right? Yeah. And I was at home watching the news. I don't watch too much of it, but I don't see an issue with that at all. And it's almost a sign like, why the fuck do I have to speak? But it's yeah. almost, then they try to twist it into a negative. Yeah, yeah. But then it's on the television for ages. Yeah, because we've also got to have things to talk about. I know, but it's, and, and can't it, we talk about the, po- I don't know the why. the positives are, it's the most amazing season. Do you know what I mean? It mm. really is. But, you know, we're going to be talking about North not going well or, you know, whoever it is. It's like we don't care that the race for the eight's on. The race for the flag is now well open. You know, this is big. This is every game right now is huge. And I'm I'm excited. Yeah, like I'm looking at the draw going, what's on this week? Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, and that's part of loving footy and loving what I do. And they just know, but unfortunately, we uh, we can't cover that because this, this makes more news. No, but I suppose the one good story, you know, I was at the Gold Coast, as I said, watching Richmond. Oh, what a finish. Richmond Gold Coast. And um, I was filming it, actually. Were you there? Uh, yeah, I was there. I was right oh, behind there, Noah then? Anderson, lucky enough to manage Noah. And, oh, do you manage Noah? Yeah, oh, and no, I became a, a bit of a, and I grew up barracking for Richmond. But Noah did too. I remember going to the 2019 grand final with Noah. Wow. And barracking strong for Richmond, the two of us. Like he was barracking really strong. And and then fast forward a few years and he's kicking a goal it's, against the team. It, 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 was, it was a great moment. I yeah. watched it and, and he even yeah. said that in the, in the post. You yeah, know, what's going it, through he? your head? He's talking yeah, about yeah. in the 13s. Yeah, I love and, that too, isn't it? It's How brilliant. Good was that? It's, so, just, it's, it's a dream come yeah. true, really. Yeah. Um, it was a clutch kick. Yeah. I don't know if it, I don't know if it, did it wobbled Tyson through. Might have, no, it didn't wobble. Went bang. Beautiful. Yeah. It just, no it was, wobbling. It's funny that, can't, um, uh, what's his name? Is it, what's the guy that went to the Suns? The NRL player. Oh, Carmichael Hunt. Yeah, it was Carmichael Hunt. He kicked the winning goal against Richmond yeah, as well. It's like Richmond have been rolled twice now on the siren <laughs> by the Suns. I think Dimmer was coached there too. Oh, Dimmer, he, was, he would have been spewing. Um, back to some more questions. Yes. Who is the best school football player that you've ever seen? So when you're watching all this school footy, yeah. they might not be the best AFL player, but yeah, the best okay. school footballer you've ever seen. Well, if it goes back in time, it's a guy called Cameron O'Brien who played for Zabs. I remember a day, at, 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 he's now living in the States. He just came back. I, I missed him, but he came back the other week. Um, best footballer you've ever seen. He's built like Tarzan. He played for the Brisbane Brisbane Bears. Okay. And he didn't have as good a football career, but he had three players hanging off him. He'd just take marks and stand alone, you know, one of the great 
school footballers I've ever seen. There you go. Any Brandon uh, Goss would like me to say him, but Cameron <laughs> O'Brien just gets him. There you go. What about uh, the last 15 years, so more the millennials can relate to? Oh, so who never went on with it? Oh, no, they could, they could have went on with it. It's just more oh, just, Well, Juddy was just at school. next level. Yeah, he was crook. And I remember um, Jared Healy talking about it on radio, saying there's this 15-year-old out of Caulfield who's a star. His dad did go to Xavier too, so we're a bit flat. He didn't come to us. <laughs> um, he he was amazing. Yeah, there were there were some good players. I've, it's a good question, but um, Chuddy was one of the next level best players you've seen. There you go. Yeah, just an absolute superstar, Chuddy. Where is the best place to start in order to get into sports management and the industry? If you're out there, oh, I think it's hard to start on your own. You you're trying to get a job at a footy club even and then progress or go work for one of the companies in recruiting. So you might go and um, watch some of the under-18 games, write reports, learn your craft there. But I think the easiest path, and it's not easy because I always say when people come and speak to me is think, think bigger bigger picture than just AFL player management. So if it's sports management, um, that's better. It's bigger and there's more jobs and and then you might find your way into um, player management. But if you can broaden your horizons, and um, I think that's good. Is Connor sports management thinking outside of AFL or are you staying in that staying lane? Staying in the lane, yeah. yeah. I thought yeah, that. Yeah. we. I dabbled for one minute into cricket, had a few people I knew, the great Zach Evans and Will Sutherland. I was like, oh, if I signed them. Zach played with my son. I was just with him the other week. And, and when they didn't sign with me, I went, stick to your line, son. <laughs> <laughs> and if I can't sign them, yeah. then, then I'm in trouble. Little reality check. Yeah, very, it was a slap in the face. Jeez, that would have been. Uh, yeah. you move on, though. You take yeah. the punch and move on. Um, the best tips for young new managers, you just kind of touched on it, but if they're in the industry, they have cemented themselves. Yep. What is a little tip I, you'd give them? Just keep working hard. Go to go to as many games as possible. Understand that this is not a nine to five job. Um, have empathy. Um, yeah, I think they're the they're the keys. It's brilliant. Hardest list manager to deal with. Oh. I didn't want to ask this question if you didn't feel comfortable with, but I felt like there might be a mutual respect where you both love a negotiation. <laughs> and if there's one, who would it be? Or who could have it been? They might not be there anymore. Oh, that's easy if they weren't there. Yeah, maybe go who's not no, there. because then, not there. No, no, I could go, like, you know. Go no, on, rip in. Rip in. Oh, Craig Cameron's tough at the at Gold Coast. And Gold Coast? He's, no, I'm just staring. Him and Jace McCartney, like, they're Gold Coast and GWS. Well, you manage Jace, Yeah. Yeah, but he's tough to deal with. I remember, you know, a trade period we were trying to trade and I gave him a little elbow on the way in the hallway. He said the best you got, mate. That's brilliant. Yeah. I remember I was negotiating mine at the end of my career. I actually called the meeting. Yeah. I said, boys, come here. I'm having an absolute mare here and I want to yeah. be out of this hub soon. Am I getting a deal? And they said, we can't tell you till Jan or whatever. Yeah. I said, well, I'm fucking done. I'm done. <laughs> he does run a tight ship, he doesn't does he? does a tight ship. Still can't yeah. believe they got rid of Jesse Cameron, but that's yeah. another story. They, they, he's a great man, and Jace, he'll come on this podcast because he's got an incredible he story. Does, he Probably does. Probably one of the most incredible stories. So you're saying that Gold Coast and Giants, the two clubs, yeah. the guys that no, run we've that. Got, we've got mutual, yeah, good relationships. So a bit of banter there. A little bit, Andrew. I love that. I love the fact <laughs> you gave him a little nudge walking past. Yeah. He you wouldn't want to get too he, close to him. Ask him if he comes on the podcast. Now he would have thought he did thought, oh, some a little mozzie's just bit oh. him on the that's what he said. <laughs> <laughs> the he boy a, from Neil. He's a big boy, Jace. <laughs> I can only imagine. Um, what skills do you need to have it to make it as a player manager? So the actual skill set. Oh, I think the accounting's 
sides really put me in good stead, but that doesn't mean, I think everyone's got their skill set. So what do you bring and just stay true to that? So Nick Gieschen, who works for us, he's got his own skill set. And if I was managed by Nick, I'd love it. He's got, you know, he's got this beautiful nature where he, he does it his way. And Robbie does it his way and I do it mine. And we're all a bit different. And I think collectively um, where we combine and then the girls, let's not underestimate how, you know, we're, we've got a different approach and we're a team approach. And I think it, it really, um, the team stuff sets us apart. Yeah, that's brilliant. What, and this is a, this is a good one because I know you you saved me one day. There's, yeah. there's the clauses in contracts. There's a lot of them, and you are yeah. the king of this. Yeah. I know Josh Kelly had an amazing one, but yeah. what are some interesting clauses that go into contracts that people out there just have no idea about? If you were to name a few of them, I think at the moment you're negotiating some contracts when you don't know what the salary cap's going to be in advance. So that's probably a standard one. Um, yeah, the the new which I think should be the, the you know if you make the the instead of just All-Australian, but the All-Australian squad of 40. I mean, that's a wonderful achievement. So that should be an incentive? I reckon, yep. yeah. And some don't like it because others choose it. Well, I go, well, I don't love your best and fairest clause. Yeah. They're corrupt, yeah, they're corrupt mate. Well, we've got a theory that uh, if you're listening, AFL House, that you should, and this is, Mal, Mal will claim it, but we've discussed it, that once you do your votes, put them in week in, every week they should be submitted to the AFL. Yeah, so they can't tweak them late. Can't tweak them. Because how many yeah. times, and all the boys that know this, yeah. how many times has someone got a top five yeah. or a top They'll 10? stand firm, it's never happened And they come ever. sixth or 11th, yeah. and it's like, wow, yeah. I've seen it, and I go, yeah. geez. We had a clause, uh, Daisy Thomas had a clause about playing X amount of games in the last year, and if he did, he'd get X, and he was ahead of the game. He's like, let's rip that up, and let's go and discuss that, and let's take it off the table. It's the smartest thing he did. Yeah. Um, and combined, we did that. We took it off the table and went and played freely. Like, because if he's playing, they're going to have to pay him X and it was probably more than they'd want to. So, hey, we, we understand that. Let's yeah. let's do it. Can't it was, play games no, like No, no, it was great. Um, it's funny that you, you you got me a real, I think I got a 15K bonus because of you. Yeah. And I didn't realize it and I blew it all in uh, Europe because yeah. it's a funny story. I remember I had a, had a shocking year, 2018. I just yeah. couldn't get a game. And um, I played 13 games. Yeah. But I had a 12-game bonus and a 14-game bonus because of you. Yeah. And I'll never forget, um, it was a 15K bonus for both of them. Yeah. And I knew I hadn't hit the 14 and I was filthy. And we had to do our exit interviews. And I remember sitting down with the guy at the time and I was carryover emergency and I missed a waffle game. Yeah. And it converted on the on the in, you know on the incentives Incentive. it had to be ticked off as a game yeah so they sh- he goes just letting you know mate you hit your incentives and yeah. i went what, what was that yeah. and he goes you've you've actually ticked i go call me mate and he's in london <laughs> i said mate i've just fucking booked me flights i'm blowing the whole thing because <laughs> i had a contract i needed to go yeah. spend some cash and have yeah. some fun so thank you for that mate That's you right. are the king of these uh clauses yeah. and that was another one tpp at the time dpp's a what was one. that what was it oh, it's just total player payments it's, it's the salary cap clause at the time. If you don't know if the salary cap's going to be- Up or down. Up or down. So it's and, a, and I'm a believer, if it goes down, I'm happy to take the hit. Yeah. But if it goes up, like, give us the upside. Yeah. And clubs are a bit unreluctant to give all of it. They like to keep three. I'll keep, you You take what's above, I'll give you 3%. 
Yeah, 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 yeah. What other um, what other clauses? Don't have to name the players, but what other clauses can go oh, in? Or are they secretive? These clauses? A little bit secretive. Oh, they are. I don't want to tell. Oh, the IP. I don't yeah, want to be giving IP. out the IP. Yeah, yeah. Robbie, yeah, and, Robbie right. and Geese wouldn't be happy with that. Bloody Connor's management right now. Bloody, don't say anything, Paul. We're going to move on now. I don't want to give away the IP. The most rewarding player or situation you've seen someone go through. Deep most, question. A deep question. So the most rewarding player or a situation you've seen someone go through. Now, for me, if I was answering it while you're thinking, yeah. I'm thinking maybe it's a player that was just out on their feet and then they come back and they win a premiership or or maybe it's, the, I don't know, they've, they've, they've had a tough career now, they're dominating off field. I don't know. But yeah. Well, there's a couple. Yeah. Luke Ball goes from um, St Kilda where he plays in a grand final. He's out of favour with your mate, Roscoe. Um, I interviewed Ross recently. I love him. I should have asked him about you. I forgot <laughs> to. And um, goes and plays in a premiership the next year at Collingwood. So that's one, and he's gone on to – I mean, he wasn't down and out, but he certainly was at the crossroads and had to go and talk about loyal. He, no man more loyal than that. To the most recent – and this has been two years in the making. This is Robbie. This is team effort. But, you know, I think as a company, you know, we're really proud of Will Brody and what he's doing, oh, yeah. you know, what he's doing at, at Fremantle. And, um, you know, I think it goes to show, like, talk about it, a lot of, it's not against any other club, but a lot of clubs just don't, they always worry about what you can do, what you can't do instead of what you can do. He doesn't kick it that well. He doesn't do it. But, well, gee, but what about the 15 things he does really well? Yeah. So Will Brody's a great, Story he wasn't like he was out. He just it's and it's and it's the way of the future. It's salary cap. James Clement went from Fremantle to Collingwood and became a superstar. Um, yeah, there's a thousand great trade stories. I think that we've and our our, mo, our idea not idea but we stand by we we've got to keep players in jobs. Mm-hmm. So we've got to keep them in jobs as long as possible, and that's staying ahead of the curve. Alia Alia was at got traded one year before his contract. Swans had salary cap issues. They were just a bit unsure of where to play him. Bang, he goes to to Port Adelaide. He's all Australian. He's not even star. all Australian and beautiful person and happy and, yeah. you know, life's great. But yeah. didn't want to leave. Loves all these Swannies. But, you know. But you got to say, mate, up the road. This is up. This is what you, this is what you should do. Yeah. It's funny you mentioned Will Brody. Yeah. I reckon I should have taken commission for that. I reckon yeah. I helped that one. Yeah. David Walls, if you're listening, you know what I'm talking about. Great man. <laughs> I remember seeing the- um, Pumped him up. Oh, I just remember seeing, we were playing against each other in the hub. And I said, what are you yeah. doing playing the seconds? We saw yeah. each other yeah. Um, yeah, in Gold Coast. And I yeah. said, mate, I reckon Freo would just snap you up there yeah, okay. inside mid. And, I, I, and, I, and I've told Matt Tabernard, Griffin Logue, I'm claiming him. Good. Because I told Walls you've got to get this bloke. He's a top 10 pick one. Yeah, he? yeah, he was. So I'm like, why isn't he playing? Yeah. And the reason I said this is because he burnt me in one of those 14 v 14 scratches. I said, who the fuck is that? <laughs> and I realised he's he's a top 10 pick and he's not getting a game at the Suns. At the time, I was a bit confused. Well, I've got a great mate. Do you know, you know Killer? Killer, yeah, oh, Paul, Paul, yeah. yeah. Well, his brother-in-law's cars, David Cully, and him and I and, and Simon Gullick got a little WhatsApp group or a little okay. group chat. And it's, I've got to, when I go to Perth, I've got to take Will out to dinner with him because we're just, it's the Will Brody love fest. Oh, you know? mate. Yeah. That's brilliant. Well, he's yeah. gone from Gold Coast where not a soul knew him to probably always oh, taking autographs, signing autographs oh, every day. It's one of the greatest <laughs> trades of all time. And Mickey Barlow won't be happy because I think he's broken all his records in his first year. <laughs> so well done to the great man. Yeah. What about, what's the most difficult trade that you got across the line? Did you touch on that earlier about Juddy? Was that the no, most No, that was tough. That was big. But some of the most difficult ones are the, the ones that happened late. The little ones. Yeah. Richard Hadley was late to, from, to Carlton and Peter Watt. There's so many that just happened late and, or, or just parts to it. So go back to Josh Carr, not Josh, but um, Matty Carr left St Kilda to go to Fremantle. It was way 
way back, that means you're a bit old, Kari. <laughs> um, but I remember there were moving parts and Callahan had to leave to go somewhere and um, it was just, it was a great trade because Maddie went on to do really good things at Frio and was really happy back home. Yeah. They're, um, all, they're all pretty tough, but there's some that are yeah. just, poof. Are they harder now or easier now with future picks being swapped? Oh, I think they're easier now. Because you you've can go, got, yeah. You've got future picks. You've got, and if you don't get traded, you've, if you're out of contract, you've got the national draft you can go. So Chris Judd couldn't have gone the national draft. He had mm. to go preseason or he goes, um, yeah, he did what he did, got yeah. traded. And you can't trade future picks. Yeah. So if you've got future picks, it's easier. Do you want mid-season trading? Yeah. So, you, so are you saying we're behind the game? Do you think we need to be more like American sport? Oh, I love the loyalty factor of AFL. Well, it's clubs. kind of going out the park. It's it's kind of going. Yeah, I, I I think the more ability for players to move, the more chaos, the better. Oh, not just that. Just I'm a, I'm a freedom. I, I'm like I'm free agency at six years. For you know, five, I think you're free agency for six years. There's a lot more. Um, It'd be, be better for both clubs and players. Well, do you think it's more loyal if it's like that as well? Because they they tie them up. Quicker? Well, I just think, yeah, maybe, but I just think six years free agency would. Re- I thought six years restricted, eight years unrestricted would be a really good step as well. I just think more movement is better. Like if you work at the National Australia Bank, you can just go over to Westpac if you like. I mean, it's yeah, we're, we're really restricted. Yeah, <laughs> and I think if you've got a good culture and you're playing, again, I get back to it, players don't move. Mm. If you've got a good, co- they don't move. Yeah. They move because of opportunity or there's a, you know, clubs won't admit there's obviously something's gone wrong. And that's the thing. You sometimes do see players that just can't get a game. They're dominating seconds. It makes sense to move yeah. halfway because then they get a game and you don't lose much. Oh, great. I like it. I and think. it may not be a lot of movement, but if there is, have the ability to do it. Yeah. No, it's brilliant. And it's exciting. I yeah. think someone was telling me the other day that this trade week is the most rated shows of all time. So yeah. if we get it in the season, it's only going to cause more more headaches and uh, more, uh, I guess, you featuring on the front page of the Herald Sun more frequently. <laughs> Righto. Funny and random questions. Okay. I really appreciate that, mate. That's great insight for everyone out there that wants to be in your shoes. Um, I want to know... Well, it's not really funny, but who do you think will be the highest paid player in five years and how much do you think they'll be on if you were to predict five years' time? Five years' time, uh, I think a key forward, Aaron Norton, Max King, Ben King. I was going to say the King brothers. And what do you reckon they'd be taking in by then? Five years' time? Yeah. 1.3 each. Yeah. Still not enough. Yeah. Yeah. Who is your favourite player you coach in your son's Glen Iris cricket team? Oh, you have to name one. <laughs> Who's the favourite player? Yeah, Benny McDonnell. There you go, Benny. <laughs> Was it Benny who asked? I don't know who asked. I mean, I do, okay. but I didn't write it down. No, Benny McDonnell, not you, Das. <laughs> you hurt my thumb. <laughs> Just on that, what is your win loss ratio as a Sunday turf skipper at the Glen Iris Cricket Club? Oh, horrendous last year. We missed the finals. Oh no, my, my, I'm, I'm in trouble. Just blame some players. Who yeah. let you down? Oh, I reckon Hazemalko didn't oh. play enough. <laughs> well, I found out there was a bowler, so it could be my fault. Oh, I thought so the he was coach a batter. Got him as a, first had him drop. as a batter, but he's come in the last few games and just dominated. <laughs> yeah, that's brilliant. We're trying to go one more time, but my my big son's uh, reluctant a bit. Charlie Connors. Oh, that is brilliant. I might um, have to pay him to play. How's that? <laughs> Under the table job <laughs> on the napkin. Um, this one's a little funny one because I'm I'm going to ask a few things from players' point of view. But has there ever been a simple life admin task request from a player that you <laughs> that you should think that they'd be doing themselves? And what there's was a, there's it? There's a million. I oh, know. Be, what are the key <laughs> themes? Don't name them. But what are the things that sometimes you get called up from players, probably young players, and saying, "Hey, Paul, can you do this for me?" 
Oh, it's no. The, I tell you, the biggest issue of this year is boots because you can't get boots anywhere. So, really? so I'm like, if another player wanted, to, we've got this rule. Let's say, you know, Aaron Norton rang me and said, "Hey, I want to move managers because of, I can't get in boots." We're saying, "Sorry, Aaron, you can't come. <laughs> you got to think of another reason." But really? it can't be boots. Why, yeah. Why are the boots oh, shortage? Just, they're just. It's just the, in life, like with supply and demand. Freight. With freight. I get and, it, mate. Yeah. The sunnies. They're sitting on a bloody ship. Yeah, well, there you go. <laughs> so it's the sunnies. It's I speak to my mate in the iron. Um, you know, he makes fe- iron fences and that. Like, it's just hard. Everything's yeah. more expensive. It's hard to get. There you go, boys. Make sure but you lots uh, of lots of you know, there's some funny ones. Give me a real Toby Green's a bit. You know, oh come on, I got one on Toby. <laughs> he goes, tell Paul to flick me five hundred. <laughs> <laughs> and what people don't understand is you've got a great uh, the financial king. You do look after yeah. players' money, and and Toby yeah. is and like me and myself, we uh we we get we make sure we're on an allowance, and we yeah. always tend to blow it. Yeah. So uh, do you want to talk about what systems you do set up and why? Oh, we just like to have the boys. Well, they get a lot of money. They're eighteen, nineteen, so. Yeah, you know, predominantly we'd like them to be on a weekly allowance and we'll fight the good fight on, you know, what that allowance should be. And if you're interstate, you might get a bit more. I've got club captains still on these allowances. Yeah, and it I know, it's well. brilliant. Yeah, so. There you go, Tobes. So I've just told yeah. him we're going to flip 500 in your account, <laughs> it's coming, mate. It's coming to you tomorrow, mate. It's so funny. It's yeah. fun. What is the process when a player is blowing all their cash? What would you, what would you do? Yeah, okay. Well, it's better when the families are involved and you can get <laughs> mum and dad and, you know, they can be involved. But you know, R- Robbie stresses that I stress so much. So I do stress. Like yeah. it's like, you it's, like the financial yeah, advisor. You're it's, the, the it's man. It feels like it's coming out of my bank account. I'm like, I just, I lose sleep on it, you know. <laughs> um, so I am a bit obsessed when people are. And it's really just sitting down. I do say it's your money, but, you know, if I was you, I'd just be like, you know, yeah. cash is king and can yeah. we buy a house? And um, <laughs> I try I try my best anyway. You are very good. And this is where it's funny you said that because you did go to my parents once. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm 21. I got excited. I think I played a few games that yeah. year and I went to America. Yeah, I know. Gosh. I was, COVID was a win because you all couldn't go overseas. So I know. You, yeah, good. the players would have saved a lot of money the last happy. few years. Yeah. And I went to America at 21. Yeah. I thought booths were a good idea. <laughs> I blew some ridiculous amount of money. Yeah. I'll never forget you called a meeting with my mum and dad. And I'll tell you what, that spreadsheet that you got up <laughs> wasn't as healthy as I would have liked. And I look back now and I think, fuck, it's probably the booths were worth it. Yeah. But geez, I probably didn't have to get everyone every night. Yeah. So um, You were yeah. just too nice. Yeah, you would have been good if the boys like, you know, if they had have done their share. Oh, it was a, it was a big You and trip. Toby are peas in a pod. Yeah. So it's time to save now. Yeah. Um, we've got time yeah. now. We've got time on our sleeves. Bloody oath. But if just on that, what is one thing that you think players spend way too much cash on? It could be something stupid. It could be something common. What um, is it? Overseas trips is one. Overseas There's trips? No doubt. Clothes. Just stupid clothes. Clothes. So like, yeah. Yep. Tick like box. every every brand. and Not sunnies, though. You can never spend enough yeah. money on well, sunnies. You can claim the sunglasses, yeah. boy. Yeah, you, okay. It's good. Prescription, you can claim yeah. them. I love that. Um, Ring sunglasses, if you're asking. <laughs> so, so literally, overseas trips and That's clothes are just the- And just making mistakes, parking fines and Speeding oh. for parking fines are the one. Don't that get me started you. on a parking fine, fine, mate. Have you heard of pay stay? It's like it's easy. Just pay like people, and that's deductible. You know, like yeah. parking's deductible. Parking fines aren't. Yeah, well, they're definitely not. And also, it just kills me when I read the reports, and it's like, you know, just a little wrestling fine, two thousand dollars. You wouldn't believe what people get two thousand <laughs> fines for. Two thousand dollars for a fine. Well, I live with Toby. I know the fine system yeah, yeah. very well. Yeah. Um, 
and you've done a great job managing the great man. You've been everywhere with him. I was going to use that cover photo of you two walking out of uh, the tribunal oh, yeah. hearing. It's a great I photo. I, I love it. Smile off of it that way. No, you're very yeah. serious. Serious. All right, the best bloke you manage. You have to pluck one. Oh, now? Yeah. Right now? Yeah. I'll go past and now. Okay. The best bloke. It's like it's, there's a couple of queries as yeah, parameters. This best bloke. Yo, who'd marry, you know, daughter, like yeah, all, there's yep. so many different ones, but Tommy Lynch, Richmond, sorry, Tommy Lynch, Adelaide and oh. North Melbourne. And, <laughs> <laughs> Lynch, you, Tommy, one of the boys are going, you beauty. <laughs> Tommy Lynch is like, but Tommy's retired, so I couldn't be him. Yep. He's in my cricket team, Tommy Lynch, by oh, the way. Wow. That, that's North He'd be a bowler, wouldn't he? Tommy Lynch is everything. That's oh, Adelaide, oh. North Melbourne, yep. you know now. But Tommy Lynch, Richmond, like, because everyone doesn't like him on the field, but you won't meet a better bloke. Oh, yeah. Ripper. Right. I actually bumped into his mum and dad in Gold Coast and I felt compelled. So I know you know your son's a good bloke, but he's a really good bloke. There you go. Tommy I don't want to pump him up too much, but, you know, others, Will Hoskin Elliott's the nicest bloke in Australia. He is. Um, and, That's there's many, and there's many more. We love the fact you've plucked one. There you go. Tommy Lynch, well done. All right. The funniest, quirkiest, most unique player you've managed. Tommy Sheridan. <laughs> Outside <No>. of me. <laughs> <laughs> Funny, so funniest, quirkiest. And God. unique. Oh, unique. Tommy Lynch, Adelaide would be, you know, be in there for unique <laughs> and, and quirky. Uh, there's, a, there's a few. I'll, I'll, I'll have a think. I'll have come back to you. Sorry, great man. Um, Gee, hard question. I'm wondering, right? there's only a few more. I'm wondering if you have a discount code or a membership card at the Cafe Dome. <laughs> In WA. Well, I haven't been to Dome for a while. I love Dome. Like I love Dome. I love Giorgio's Cafe here. Um, gee, Robbie just hated, like all of them did. I, oh, all the pers- I love Dome, mate, just because it wasn't as trendy. I get clipped by Freezer for taking him to all the boring cafes. I used to sit in Dome for 12 hours there in Subi. I could have meeting after meeting after meeting. Yeah. I used to get, I remember, we couldn't wait to see you. And I'm thinking, fuck, where were you meeting? And you're like, mate, do you want to meet me at Dome? And Subi, I go, mate, I'm milking that card and we're not going to Dome. And we'd go there every now and then. So when we had dinners, I made sure we picked some oh, we could. really nice some restaurants. Some of some dinners, if I reflect back on some of the dinners, um, one dinner was funny. It was Jason Saddington's time. Is it, we were I know with, Jace, yeah. Yeah. He's been at the, at the Giants Academy. But it was his turn to pick a dinner for the Swans boys. It was Craig Bolton. Oh, yeah. Good. So no, but he chose this um, RSL, I reckon, and it was literally four dollars fifty for a Palmer <laughs> and pasta, and I reckon the bill was about fourteen bucks. <laughs> I'm like, how good is this? How good is this? As opposed to we went to Squires Loft once, and I reckon. Um, the great Marley Williams might have ordered about six kilos of ribs. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> the ribs are good at Squires they Loft, are. though. They're yeah. very good. That's fun. That's very funny. Yeah. You would have loved Jace taking you to one of those places. Does it get? Does it? Does it get? Like it obviously must be a huge expense to the business, um, trying to draft players and then keeping them happy. Yeah, yeah, but it's part of the deal. Yeah, but I, I, and there. that's what we go like. We probably. Um, yeah, that's why we've got – we always say we've got nearly better relationships with our interstate players than our Melbourne because you can get sucked into just being behind your desk in Melbourne. So mm. you've got to keep learning to get FaceTime and get out and see your boys. But um, oh, it's great though, the banter and just all the different dynamics. Is, it is um, good. It is good to get all the players together. And I um, remember yeah, the last time we had – We've got a few good ones like yeah. Gold Coast. They all know their favourites and yeah, you know, Etsu at Gold Coast. Oh, the boys got you last time. We went yeah. to Toddy's in Sydney. Toddy's. That would have been a big deal. Toddy's is good, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> There's about 10 of us there as well. Um, this one's from your kids, right? Oh, what? 
Archie. Archie. I'm going to name him. Charlie didn't. Not Charlie, Archie. I think he might have, but Archie. No, nah, it's Archie. Cheeky he, one. He goes, kiss one, marry one, oh. and kill one. And I said, <laughs> mate, I can't ask that. And I said, well, kissing one, marry one might be unique. So I'm just going to go straight to the hardest question. You have to abandon one of your kids. <laughs> <laughs> and which one would it be and why? It wouldn't be Emmy. Uh, she's my old, she's my eldest daughter, like not else. And uh, I'd be easy. Well, I'm, I'm abandoning you, Arch, because you <laughs> sleep too much. And, uh, you know, you, you, you're, you're hard work. Um, so great. you're gone, Arch. Archie, see you later, mate. <laughs> you're, you're gone. Well, just speaking of Arch, he's, he's, he's come back. He reckons, I want to know if this is true or false. Do you get a spray tan? Because <laughs> you have immaculate skin. We are in Melbourne. It's freezing. Uh, have you got a spray tan here or there? He is so pale. Like, we just go away to Gold Coast. He's like, he's looking at me going, yeah, you're brown. I said, because I wake up. Up and I get to the beach and I, I get sun, mate. You sit there, you're asleep till midday, you rock out for an hour trying to read his little English book and and then he gets exhausted and falls asleep. So uh, uh, no, but I'd love to get I'd love to get a not a not a spray tan. Uh, spray tans on blokes are just odd. Yeah. I mean, if you get a spray tan and you're a bloke, I'm a natural. I've got a mate, David King and I. We we like the sun. A lot of our mates get whacked now because you know you got to be sun smart. Yeah. I'm a Good, honest, factor six. Yeah. <laughs> factor four. We're going to get into a few more things yeah, around okay. the sun soon, okay. which is so funny. All right, we've got a couple of, we've got three segments here. This okay. is uh, where our sponsors come in. Caps, the home of headwear. Um, place this on, great man. That's yours. Big I'm shout out to Caps. Um, they are, front, you can wear it out. Oh, yeah, you wear it however you want. How you'd wear it on the golf course or in oh, Gold I Coast. Than that. Um, while you're adjusting that, anyone out there, we do know the discount code ACES is always on for 20% off and free express shipping from our friends at Caps. How good. I love my Caps. Paddy Ryder loves his Caps. We'll get one to Paddy. Now, um, are you a fan of the Bulls? You like the Bulls? Yeah, I do. How can you not? Yeah. the uh, I thought you'd like that one. Now, it goes with a nice salmon shirt you're rocking yeah, as pink, well. Pink. <laughs> oh, real men wear pink. Oh, 100%. Yeah. If you got it, flaunt it, big boy. And, it's all um, wear pink and blue. <laughs> what is Paul Connor's Caps clanger? You know, I did one, and it was at the start of my career. So I... It was West Coast were playing, I think, Collingwood. And for some reason, I was young, naive, and I, I knew that Callum Chambers, it was a preseason game though, and I knew Callum, one of the players wasn't in, and I told Collingwood that, hey, Callum Chambers or, or, or isn't playing, or David Haynes or Andrew Wu, I told him, gee, I got the biggest spray. And so Mick <laughs> Malthouse knew people, or I told, it was one of Mick Malthouse's giving me the greatest spray I've ever had, saying, you ever divulged you know, team information? So from that day on, I reckon I've known so many ins and outs, and I just shut up. I don't tell a soul. So it was a, it was a, it wasn't a whack. It was a whack whack. <laughs> what was he saying? Big just, 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 yeah. He's got that look and scary. And I was young, and I was shitting myself. Yeah. <laughs> That's a crush. Shitting myself. A bit of inside information. Yeah. They hate that. They yeah. love it, keeping it so secretive, don't they? Yeah. I don't know why. We would just tell us who's playing, and let's yeah. go head to head. That's a cracker. Let's flip the switch now. The caps moment. The Caps oh. moment is the greatest moment in your professional career. I know you've got more than one, yeah. um, but is there a moment that stands out uh, working at Connor's Sports um, where you just go, wow, I've, that was special? There's a couple. I reckon there's a recent draft, and this was team, because I love team, and um, and it was a team team thing where we signed, you know, about 
there's a great photo of Robbie and all the boys, and and yeah, I love that when it's Robbie and because it's it's a it's a, and it was Jack Higgins and it's Adam Cherer and it's Luke Davies Uniac and um, we had Jaden Stevenson. There's about ten or eight players surrounding Robbie, and it was just a great draft. That was one. Then if I look back early, the set the business up, you know, to be managing Borley, Juddy, Hodge, Pollack, Bartell, then a bit later Goose McGuire and a few others. I missed. Um, Nick Del Santo, Justin, you know, um, yeah, that that set the business on its way. I reckon. Yeah, yeah, that's fantastic. That mm. is a fantastic caps moment, mm. um, and I think anyone that would have got Juddy and the boys on the books, that's a huge moment. Yeah. Now we go to Rick's in retirement. You know, oh, the Rixies. I've I've picked you a uh, a brand new pair here, the gloss black green okay. polarized grand. Um, like that. They will and be perfect. Put them on yeah, oh, yeah, chuck them on, great man. Oh. This is uh, I know. Where you love to travel, but look at the oh wow, we wow. can just visualize you on the hill at West Coast training with the rig out. Um, well, I did used to like that, I know you did. Uh, <laughs> if there was a location, yeah, thanks, mate. Yeah, we've been working hard, we've got a few coming in spring yeah. carnival. I designed them purely for spring carnival, really, with the black suit, Derby Day, and okay. obviously, spring carnival didn't go Close ahead, day. so yeah, okay, they're that's, real good. That's you. Um, okay. I don't know if I have to wear them. Wear you got to put them on just for this segment. Okay, I don't do know it's a bit I'll weird do, inside. No, no, like that. the Yanks, you can pull the hat back. I reckon it might. Yeah, now we're talking. Look yeah, at the great yeah. man. So Rick's in retirement. You have to pick a location. Is I look silly. I'm just having a quick glance. Oh no, you look. You yeah. look. Take it. You look sexy in that. No, I reckon. No, I don't think I do. But that's. I okay. reckon you sign a few more young boys walking <laughs> around like that. Under 16s Only you carnival. could get me to do this. But anyway, <laughs> pick a location in the world that you take your Rick's eyewear. Yeah. And you'd finish up. You'd retire. And why? Where would it be in the whole entire world? Once your sales, you might- Can I give you two? You can give me two. So New York, I'm just infatuated by New York and love it. Got a great mate who lives there. Um, just amazing. And you know, I'd be pretty happy at Noosa as well. Noosa? Yeah, I love Noosa. So you got the cold New York. Oh, it doesn't have to be always cold. But it but is I'd, warm sometimes. Yeah. But then Noosa's- Yeah, just bliss. Just tan. Bistro C, it's my favorite restaurant, the National Park. Happy days. There you Surf go. club. Yeah, yeah, I'm pretty simple. You are a simple man. Yeah. You just love, get the man a tan, a cricket bat on the beach. Yeah. That's you. That's me. There you go. Thank you, mate, for taking part in that. Ricks and retirement with Paulie Connors. We're closing in now, and I wanted to do something special um, for you. I, I, You know how much I love you, but I wanted to go, I wanted to make sure that people knew, you know, a bit more about who you are yeah. from the, uh, you know, inside the four walls, like they like to say in the footy clubs. So I messaged some important people at Connor's, okay. Connor's Sports Management. Oh, shivers. It's all positive, so you yeah. can relax. You can relax. I messaged Izzy, yep. Georgie, Robbie, and I spoke to Mal quite recently. And I asked them two questions. Why do you love Paul and Paul's <laughs> best traits? <laughs> they didn't love me. <laughs> they love you, mate. And this is why. Okay. Izzy said, I think there are definitely a lot of reasons as to why people love Paul, but the one that sticks out the most to me is probably how he goes above and beyond for not only the people he loves, but also for anyone who needs help in any way. He's always looking for a way to make people's day or help anyone out, even if it's just something small. He never expects anything back in return. It really is just a testament to the person he is. Sure, that's nice, but he is. Very nice, him is. Couldn't agree more. I knew you'd love this segment. Oh, gosh. And then I'm we go, not, what's I'm Paul's- I'm a bit of a softie at heart. Oh, so we all are these out. days. Paul's best trait is he said his best trait would have to be his loyalty 
closely second by his generosity. He loves buying me some lollies to get through to 5 p.m. on a Friday, <laughs> even though he ends up eating majority of the packet himself. I he do. also makes work the, the work week a bit easier when your boss downs Red Bulls on a Monday. <laughs> <laughs> the Red Bull King will soon find out. So there you go. There's the trait uh, from Izzy's um, lenses. I spoke to Georgie. Georgie, I said, why do you love Paul? She said, he is the best in the business. He's extremely generous um, and he always makes time for people. His trait is he has no ego. A bit like before with the Peking Duck, mate. Yeah, you're, you're, no ego. No yeah. ego there walking around Nothing with the Peking, Peking Duck. Nothing wrong Peking Duck, though. Oh, man, yeah. if I was there, I would have smashed the yeah. plate. Spoke to Robbie. I said, why do you love Paul? Love him for his passion. He's close to him. He has a big heart. He's generous and he loves an in-the-vault chat. <laughs> His favorite trait, he loves his sugar-free Red Bulls. <laughs> he smashes four a day and gets the big fella going. Two, maybe. <laughs> Bit of mayonnaise on that. And I spoke to my great mate, Mel, who's over in London. Yeah. So why do you love Paul? Paul's the most humble person you ever meet. Very caring, a strong family man. When it comes to negotiating a contract, there is no one better. Favorite traits. He loves to tan. He used to get his rig out at the West Coast training and sit on the hill and watch the boys train and has an unhealthy obsession with Red Bull sugar-free drinks. That's come through, hasn't it? That's come through. And, mate, I must say, um, as I close, I probably haven't done it enough, but on behalf of me and my family, I uh, wanted to say thank you. I must say you've been... It is a life-changing moment when a manager signs you up, but you, you're a bit nervous with who you go with. And if I didn't pick you, I wouldn't have met all the people I just read out, all the yeah. players that you manage and I've met. A lot of the people that you do see I hang out with and are friends are because of Connor Sports Management. So you are the best in the business, mate. I appreciate your time. And uh, yeah, you're a good thanks man. for everything, mate. Thanks, Tommy. You're a legend. And all well done with this too. It's awesome. Yeah, appreciate it. And all the best with uh, some big trades coming on later in the year. I just saw a few big names in the paper this morning. So, <laughs> well done, mate. And thank you. See ya. Thanks for listening to another episode. If you enjoy listening to our podcast, please feel free to hit us up on our social channels at Osmerican Aces. If you're entertained, inspired, or feel more educated, please share it with your friends and family because we appreciate the support. Righto, catch you on the next one.